What's up, guys? I don't know if I did that correctly, but uh, as you can see, the usual suspects, we, we are Gold Lounge, usual, usual suspects are here. Um, our, our fearless leader, uh, Claudio, was not able to join us tonight, but uh, we, as we are, we are consistent for pre-match Muti, and uh, yeah, we've got Celo, uh, we've got Matt, we've got Mosa, we've got Wonga, mm -hmm. ready to speak about the spice um of the upcoming weekend's games um and then potentially some i don't know not so great results in the in the week for 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 maybe a particular olegona solskjaer so uh yeah um, um i think uh, let's jump straight into it uh wonga we've got yeah. arsenal playing against uh aston villa side this weekend um how are you feeling about this yeah, look, I, I, again, I'm feeling, I'm feeling very positive about it. Aston Villa coming, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're team. You're not expecting them to have good form, but I mean, then again, they, they beat Liverpool um, seven. They put seven goals into Liverpool's net. Let's put it like that. <laughs> so you could expect anything um, on that day. Uh, but I, I do think I don't think Arsenal. I think just because it's happened, I think every team will now be prepared, a bit more prepared, having that behind the head that, look, there's a possibility and I think it won't happen again. But that being said, Aston Villa can't put something, but I am, I am, I am very confident that Arsenal will take the win. So you guys, so you guys uh, are going to make sure that Grealish and, and uh, Barkley and Watkins are keep quiet? Yeah, I think they can do it, 100%. Um, we struggle, you see, that... Again, Arsenal, like I said, the the goals and it shows they they've conceded the least uh, the least goals in uh, the league, and I don't think Aston Villa will be a problem for us. Uh, yeah, I just I, I'm just hoping that Arsenal can maybe use this game to try and put at least more than geez, more than two goals in the back of the net in a game. I think it's, it's funny you say that, Wonga and Silo. I mean, if you look at Villa's last two games. Uh, they've conceded three and three and four, I think it is, um, yes. against yeah. Leeds and Leeds and um, uh, um, at home. Yeah, so I think I think if there is an opportunity for you guys to sort of, you know, get the get the front three um, up and running and getting a couple of goals, this should be an opportunity. But I think Silo's right. They do have their foul power. They've got their Watkins. They've got yes. their Grealish. They've got McGinn, who's also. Um, dangerous in the midfield, and and but it will be quite interesting to see how 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 a matchup like him and and, and Thomas Party after a great game against Man United, um, yes. can he yeah. can he uh, be consistent in 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 matching that performance uh, this this coming weekend against when they do want to play a good good Aston Villa team. Mm. Yeah, and looking at Villa, yeah, to, yeah, you go get the talk over there. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say Villa. Even when they play badly, they got goals in them. I mean, they conceded four yeah. against Southampton, but they managed to bang in three at the, in the last what was it last twenty minutes or whatever. They they yeah. they they've got a potent. I think this is the kind of game that Arsenal traditionally and, and certainly this season have kind of struggled with. You know, you look at against City for example, where they similar to the United game, but in United it worked out for them. But they they were very kind of cautious and, and tried to keep it tight, and then but then got caught out and conceded one goal. Um, United obviously weren't able to punish them. United are having their own challenges and that. But I think this is the kind of game that Arsenal could struggle with. Although, that said, the, the emergence of Partey coming in, I think he's really solidified the midfield. I think that's going to be a really important position for Arsenal this game. 
I think if they can control the midfield and keep it tidy and kind of keep Grealish and, and Barkley um, somewhat subdued, they they've got a good chance. Because Arsenal, for their own part, they've got they've got quality. They they should be able to see this game out. But the thing about Arsenal at the moment, they're not scoring a lot of goals. And I yeah, think yeah. you know the the. I mean, Wonga said this is hopefully the game they can score a few. Which maybe it will be because Arsenal, uh, Aston Villa have had a very kind of um, accommodating defence lately, but. Um, I think if, if this isn't the game that they start doing, you've got to start, start to ask questions, you know? Like, is this is this the same Aubameyang you had last season or have you swapped him out for some cut-price deal? Was it part of the Gunnathoros cost-saving initiative and you just swapped him for a look-alike? Just not doing what he got. Yeah, it, 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 it might actually show that they're missing some other guy that wears a certain number um, that starts with a one and a zero. So, you know what I mean? Because I guess Leicester, they couldn't break down Leicester's defence. Um, yeah. list that they yeah. um, hit them with a smash and grab. Um, so if 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 they struggle against if if Aston Villa set up in a low block and they struggle, then mm. clearly to bring in that guy somehow into the squad. But obviously, I think that, that I think yeah. the Premier League squad be updated it gets updated in January, right? I think early in January. Yeah, I, mean, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I see he was doing pull ups. He was doing pull ups on his Instagram. Um, I think it was and I think that was just a little oh, bit man. of a dig. Yeah, a man was doing pull-ups there, and he's like, and he was wearing his Arsenal kit. So I think he's trying to he's trying to show the fans yeah. there. Listen, I'm, I'm still here. I'm working, you know. And uh, if, if, if yeah, they he's want to get on, <laughs> he's got a warrant, a cleaning bill. You know, you can't keep giving back brand clean kit every week to the kit man. It is to it. Is he training? Yeah, as far as I know, he's training with the squad. And he says, he says that, and just like he said the last time, he said he's fighting for his mm. position in, in, in the squad. I think he's just showing everyone every week, like with all those posts, that the optimism is still there, that he believes that whatever happens, he'll, he'll probably get a chance. And he's just fighting for that chance. Yeah. That's and what I see. I, I think ultimately, like just alluding to what Matt said, is, you know, if, if we're going to say that, I mean, <laughs> we were speaking quite highly of Arteta on, on, on Tuesday. Um, mm. And, you know, if, if Arsenal are going to kick on and, and become that, you know, that top four side again or some or, or a team that's going to be challenging, a game like this is one that they should should win. And I think yeah, the, Arsenal of, the Arsenal of the last couple of years have gone on to maybe compete in a, in a, in a big-ish game, if you want to call it that, and then they go and they maybe drop points to a, a team that they should be beating at home. So I think ultimately, if they are going to kick on this season, they shouldn't, Aston Villa shouldn't cause them any problems, especially man-for-man. Man, they are a better team. Yes, Villa do have their sort of players that, that, can, that can hurt you, but if we're going to look at Arsenal challenging for a top-four spot, this shouldn't be too much of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess I like, uh, Arsenal are fortunate to have uh, players like Alnini who can then go man-to-man the whole game to, to, to shepherd players like Grealish and Barkley if needs be so that that pressure is kind of like uh, uh, diminished over the, the, the game and allow other players to express themselves a little bit more. Yeah, you see, and even, you see like, if you see, like, you see like Alnini, like Alnini playing now, he's had a good game. Um, and for me, sorry guys, uh, this thing just started falling, Karen. But yeah, for someone like Alneni, um, and I, I saw you can see Alneni and um, Alneni and, um, and 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 Thomas Partey, they uh, they worked well together in the midfield. I mean, we went and then we we 
we we we we, we kept Man United out. And for me, I what I would do, I don't know if we call it Tetra, but what I would do, I'll play the thing again. For me, Shaka, yo, I, I just can't see him <laughs> going further. And we've tried it. You tried it last year. You know, you tried it last year. Let's try something else different this year and at least find something that's going to work for you the whole season. You know, I, mm. but for me, I'd, I'd, like Shaka, Shaka probably can do something against, he probably will do something against Astaville in terms of, uh, you know, keeping it uh, keeping it clean for us there. I don't, but again, again, I don't think there'll be, there'll be that much uh, for him to do, you know, um, depending on whether those um, Grealish and them come to the party that day. But I think... Do you I see do you see Arteta play. making any changes? Um, I mean, I know personally after a good win against United, I, I personally wouldn't change anything yeah. because I think they really did. I think I think they, they as a collective they played really well, um, and, mm. and sort yeah. of in comparison to the, the previous two games, that uh, it was that that Arsenal that we saw in the beginning of the season that kind of Arteta said go, you know, defensively yes. sound, they press well, but then also attacking they looked very. Very solid. So, do you see him making any changes? Um, would you, if you were in his position? No, I, I would not change it at all. I, for, for me, I think if I look at um, the teams that uh, that won the, the league before, uh, let's say last year against uh, Liverpool, and Liverpool in their dominant season, even um, the manager found his best team, and that team played every day. Every team knew how Liverpool was going to set up every game, and they couldn't do squat all about it. Um, mm. So I think I, I believe that you know yeah, and I think sometimes you're gonna get like uh, in uh, Man City's case where the managers understanding how to play, you know, every game. Uh, he's got a couple of good players on the bench. Maybe this guy will work this game. This guy will work this game. But for me, don't don't try and play chess. Yeah, um, play it like it is. You got your best team. Put them out there um, and let them do the job. You know, the guys must fight if they want to get the positions in the team. So that's yeah, three, four, three, four, three is the one. Yeah, that looked very good. Um, and I was also, I was also concerned about how what is how they were going to um, adapt because now they're missing um, they were missing uh, uh, David Luiz in the middle. I mean at, at the at the back, and then they just simply pulled. Uh, you got like I said last like I said on Monday. I mean Sak Sak showing Saka showing his versatility. The guy can play left wing back, can play left back, can play uh, left wing as well. Uh, and that helps. I mean, there was an easy decision for a Teta. Uh, it looked like an easy decision for a Teta uh, when you looked at the the, the starting um, starting eleven. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I think just based on you know the sort of we're getting into that you know close to the 10, 10 game mark now. I think it's going to yeah. be interesting to to also see how the teams in Europa League are actually going to be doing. And, and I know you guys are playing, Arsenal are playing uh, Molde tonight. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's yes. old team. And so it will be interesting to see how they do. And another team that's actually playing tonight is your team, uh, Maddy, uh, Matinho, as we know, uh, against yeah. Lula Direct uh, Spurs. You guys are up against West Brom. And uh, this is, this is mm. the big thing that comes up for, and I know my team had it a couple of years ago, um, when, when, you know, the season sort of is such a long season when you play in Europa League, not necessarily because of the amount of games. And I always had a problem with teams not actually having a go at it because it's it's a piece of silverware. Now there's a chance to get into the Champions League. But the pure distance that you have to travel, because some of the teams you play in are so far east in, in Europe, um, that are, you, 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 you might as well be dry, uh, flying uh, close to Asia uh, for some of the destinations, you know. So... 
Um, I don't know how, I mean, another trip in Europe, how is this going to affect you guys um, in comparison to to probably other teams? And, you know, are we going to be able to see the Spurs um, Spurs form continue because they're looking really good? Yeah, we've been, we've been, it's been, so I think the, you see Spurs form over the last couple of weeks. It's, it's, I think the West Ham game was a bit of a wake up call. Um, you know, we were flying at the front and then conceded three really silly late goals and gave away the points. And I think what we've seen is a more kind of disciplined approach from the back in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think that'll be important against a team like West Brom. I think it, they're the kind of team that they're not in good form. And um, Billich has not found a, a side that's ticking yet. Um, you know, the, 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 their top players are just not really stepping up just yet. So I expect this is the kind of game we should win and we should be able to just close up shop at the back and not give them, just snuffle it out. You know, they, they really shouldn't get... And that gives us an opportunity to... In a way, it's the kind of ideal game we want after a Thursday, you know, on the far-flung eastern reaches of the world. So they, we should be able to see it off without having to... And we do have a fairly deep squad at the moment. You know, we, we, we've got a lot of... We don't have any major injuries at the moment. We've got a lot of players. Fair enough, some of the periphery guys are not in massive, great form. You look at the likes of Ali and that, but we should have enough players to see this through. And I think if you... West Brom is the kind of game Spurs should be winning, <laughs> even, even on the road. And I think um, it, it will be a test of the squad. I think Mourinho, <laughs> that's a bit harsh, you know. So early in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Nick, give the fans something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think this is the kind of game that hopefully we should be able to win and, and we should be able to kind of flex our, our squad muscle to a certain extent. I mean, Bale finally got yeah. off the off the off up and running with goals, which is awesome. Mourinho's comment was fantastic. He wants to see how Real Madrid reacts. I think it's funny. Um, look, Real Madrid, the, the, the Bale at Real Madrid story is very similar to the Ursula Arsenal story. You know, this is a massively quality player who's seeing his, mm. his talent and his impact diminished through being excluded from playing time. And and, and, mm-hmm. and as you can see, Bale is taking a while to get back up to speed simply because he hasn't been playing every week. And the same thing's going to happen to Bale. When he finally, whether or not he gets redeemed at Arsenal or moves on somewhere else, it's going to take him a while to get back to what he was. And it's it's a, it's a huge shame. And But I think it, going, coming back to the Spurs game, the, the, the West Brom game is a chance for us to we should be able to see out these three points fairly easily. That said, and there's also every chance that we'll concede some dark goals and have to exhort us to have Kane and Son and Bale playing until the 93rd minute to scrape out a point or a win. Um, so it's just uh, it's, it's one of those ones we've got to approach with the right mentality. And I think also Mourinho has been hammering that on the side. I think we, you know, you look at the Antwerp game, we just weren't there. And yeah. I think Mourinho really, really, I get the sense that behind the scenes he's really come down and, and the mentality is definitely been a focus of the side the last couple of weeks. And you can see it on the pitch. They seem very focused. They're very much a Mourinho side now. And they're very much um, kind of, there's a lot more, a bit more discipline and maybe a bit less flair, which is a shame because I was enjoying that. I was enjoying the let's score 100 goals and just see where the chips fall kind of an approach to games. And But at the same time, it is, it is maybe, I think, you know, we are now somewhat perhaps surprisingly, we find ourselves within touching distance of first place. And you start to think, well, actually, maybe if we let Mourinho kind of dictate the way we approach these games. You know, we, we won't throw away silly points against the likes of West Brom and maybe we'll still be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. So this is the kind of game that if we do want to make that kind of statement, we should see it off without any trouble. It should be a 2-3-0 win, um, you know, secured yeah. by the 60th minute, and a couple of players just to see it out and, and have a very boring last half hour of the game. 
which is not the typical yeah. Spurs way. Typically, we pop on, bring on somebody else, concede two goals, and they wonder what the hell happened. So it's, it's going to be, <laughs> a, 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 in some ways, a bit of a test. I think you're right, though, Matt. I mean, just watching Mourinho in that uh, last season's documentary, and I think, Mosa, you've, Wonga, you played on the coaches where, you know, hammering home at training towards towards a weekend. If you don't concede, you're not going to lose the game. And I, and I think Mourinho's he's built his whole career on making sure they're defensively sound. And he won't be happy yeah. with just winning two one. He'll want it to be two yeah. 0 He'll want it to be one 0 yeah. He wants that clean sheet mm. because he knows going into the last ten games of the season, if he's not conceding goals, they've got a great chance of winning the league because with that front yeah. three. And the backup that you have, you know, you've got a great chance to to sort of kick on. So I think you're right in that sense, you know, West Brom, same as a Villa story with Arsenal. You know, you should be seeing this off if you if you are going to be comfortably in the top four, if you're going to be comfortably maybe challenging for a top top two or top three three spot. Mm. Um, and it would be interesting to see how um, how you know this this trip this this evening is going to going to going to hamper you guys or maybe contribute to the fact that you could maybe use you know the depth of your squad um but i think we spoke about yeah. this on tuesday um Wong and Selon. you know we chatted about the fact that crowds yes or no make a bit of a difference and i know yeah. I, I was i personally i i disagreed in the sense that I, I i did think away games for example are still away games because picture yourself as Mourinho and spurs they travel all the way to mm-hmm. Luda, Luda de Gretz or whatever, however you say. They got to get back to London. <laughs> they got to get back to London, and then they got to probably fly again, or possibly fly straight into West Brom, um, into into the Midlands area, and then, you know, the the players are away from their families. They may be not training yeah. the same training. You're stuck in a hotel. Also, you play professional football. You know, it's not. It's not luxurious as, as as it all seems yes they've got nice rooms on but when it's your job you know i think you know at, at men, the, the 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 mental side to it might affect the players so um it will be interesting to see um especially as the season sort of unwinds yeah and i want to add to matt like yeah. i know it's exciting seeing uh tottenham score a lot of goals and then hoping that the, the doors shut at the back but i guess that's what Mourinho was assigned to do at, at uh, tottenham to actually get them into champions league and then uh compete for for the league and the way he goes about that is by making sure that it's a close shop at the back and that uh, you can take yeah. away three points from all occasions that you do come out and sometimes it's not as attractive I think uh, uh, we've seen it at um, Chelsea and at Man United, where it kind of takes away yeah. the philosophy of the of the club. But it it is what he does to all clubs, and you, you're fortunate now that Bale is there and has worked with him before to try and see if he can actually get some results yeah. under his belt. It's good that he's got his goal. Uh, hopefully, the floodgates are open and the the, the lad's fitness is up to to scratch now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's better than the first time when Balfour, when Bell first joined Spurs. It was actually a full calendar year before he featured in a winning side. Um, it, what? On fluke. I mean, we're playing him in when he first joined us. He was a left back, and yeah, um, yeah. He, he for a full year before he was in a winning side. So yeah, you know, true. after that West Ham game, I thought, oh, we're going to see the same again. But um, he's uh, he's found his. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I agree with you. I think we are going to sacrifice some of the excitement up front, maybe, um, if we're going to make a serious go of the season. 
But um, look, you ask any Spurs fan, if we're going to get silverware, we'll, we'll, we'll live with it for a while. And I think, like you said, that's what Jose Mourinho brings. That's what, that's what you expect. If you're a club hiring Jose Mourinho, you're not going to do it for his winning personality. You're doing it because you want him to win silverware, you know, to get it. You're not going to make friends with him. It's difficult to get along with. But I think that's, that's what people expect. You know, yeah. like, it's all difficult to win a, a League Cup or a, or a Europa or a, or a League Cup this season. I think, yeah, that, that's, and, 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 and he's, and that's, I think that's why also he was, he was quite angry last week um, in Belgium in, in terms of the performance because yeah. Europa League match, he's giving the French players a chance. It's a second group stage game. He wants to finish top. You know what I mean? Um, even like yeah. I just saw the lineup now, he's starting with, he's starting with Kane and Bale. Um, and oh, nice. The other guys, Ali and what's the guy's name? Vinicius on starting, um, you know, because obviously mm-hmm. they didn't do last week. So so now it's Bale, Kane, uh, Lucas Moura, and and I think it's uh, I think uh, also behind it. So obviously he, he wants to finish, um, finish finish first in the group, and and it's also carries momentum sometimes as well into, into the Premier League. You know, you 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 yeah. play well in the week, even if it's on a Thursday. You carry that momentum into, into into Sunday, you know. Even if you're playing the other uh, French players or or uh, or changing just four or five positions, you still wanna you still wanna win. And if you look yeah. at those names, yeah. they, those are players that can win any 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 league. If you ask me, if you've got a Kane, a Bale, a Lucas Moura, a Son, huh. those are those are really really like a very well established uh, type of players that can compete at the highest level. You know? So mm. it's a very very good but, team. Uh, Celo, it's interesting you say that, and uh, the man of the moment, what would you do if you could take uh, a League Cup this season with the current form of... Uh, <laughs> um, Why are you selling him dreams uh, there, Nick? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, we're speaking about titles. Uh, I, I think they're so far away from a title with that defended, and you just have to nah. probably explain yourself for, for last night, first and foremost, and uh, tell us what you think. Is this his last dance? Is this his last chance? I you don't know. know. I, I personally think uh, the man needs to walk if, if you don't get a result this weekend. The thing is, he won't. Um, they won't pull the trigger. That's that's one thing I know. Is that um, Ed Woodward isn't decisive? You know, what I mean, he's not a he's not a he's not a Real Madrid. Let me, yeah, that's that's probably the most decisive team in, in, in hiring and firing managers is Real Madrid and football. Hmm. He's not. He's not Real Madrid. He's gonna just wait it out. He's gonna say, "Okay, no, listen, let's try analyze and see what 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 he's done, and then you'll let's see what he does against Everton and still give him a bit of an opportunity." But then I think it's one of those things where after the international break, if things don't improve, then he'll go. Then 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 he'll be fired. Definitely he'll be fired. Um, he doesn't earn. Um, he's not a top five earning um, Premier League manager, so um, to pay him off won't won't be that 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 hard. Um, because it's just three three year contract and he's already gone one season into the three year contract, so it'll be just two two seasons to pay out. So um he won't get fired. Um Edward Wood won't fire him. Um I would fire him. Um just he's lucky he's not his boss at the moment. He's lucky I'm not the boss, man. I'd fire him on 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 Monday morning and say, Hey man, thank you for for your service. Uh you've taken the club as far as you can. Uh, but we just feel that you're not taking the you're not taking us in the right direction because at the end of the day, man, <laughs> look at what Scott's saying. But but at the end of the day, um, the team the team the team yesterday, um, yeah, I man. Defensively, I think what they tried to do yesterday was try to be a bit too ambitious. 
in, 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 in their play. So what, what, what often happens is that you find one Bissaka and Shaw pushed up the left and the right side, right? But then um, they, would, they would leave um, Tanzebe and, and Maguire um, just as the two. So obviously if those guys, you know, got the, you know, in, in the Mata instance, for instance, Mata had a bad first touch. One um, Bissaka had pushed up, Shaw had pushed up, um, because obviously they were feeling that we're going to control the ball and then be options up front. But then obviously that left the two guys with the back. And then by the time they're running, it's three against two. And, and Demba Bar had a nice dummy for, for the second goal. So, yeah, I mean, so I think um, just too much inconsistent performances in the team, um, you know, and, and even the, the attacking the attacking players, um, also a lot of inconsistency. You know, Bruno Fernandes has... Had a shocker yesterday. He should have been substituted, but but he was kept on. I don't even know why he was kept on. Um, he should have been taken off because Van der Beek at least um, is simple. You know, Van der Beek um, when he uses the ball, he's he's economical with the ball. He doesn't um, lose the ball too much like Fernandez. Fernandez sometimes makes um, wants to wants to, wants to uh, make the killer pass too much. You know, you gotta sometimes just keep it simple. Um, the killer pass is not always on. Just you know, keep it ticking over. But he didn't do that yesterday, and. Um, I think he just needs to also uh, maybe be, be benched a bit, find a, give find a bigger bit of um, give a bit of game time uh, with the other guys as well, uh, with 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 the Fred and and the McTominay arrangement. Um, and uh, but it will be good to to have Marshall back um, in the Premier League. He scored he's yesterday. Um, yeah, so he's finally back after three games. We've missed him. Much man. needed, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even yesterday he was out of the the attackers. He was the one who at least looked like he could do something. Whereas Rashford yesterday was a bit off. Um, but I think also the servicemen, you know, attackers can only feed off what they're given. So if you guys are not feeding them um, chances and they're only getting scraps, then then obviously then they won't, they won't, they really can't do much. So I think they just need to, and Solskjaer just needs to figure out what's his best 11 because that's I what think he it's also, out. it's also going to be tough, tough to fire uh, Solskjaer after facing um, and Everton, which has been looking so so good over this this season as well, like it's mm-hmm. a well coached Everton, which uh, all the players seem to be in sync and on form. So it'd be difficult to say, hey, this is why we have to let you go because you lost another one against one of the top teams in the league at the moment. Maybe if, as 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 uh, Silo says, after the international break, you play a lower tier team and then the consistency is still still missing, that could be a good reason to to consider uh, Olegano to be yeah. out, but. Yeah. The best of the best so have come that, up against Everton and struggled. So, Mosa, you say that, though, but so I think, I mean, Newcastle took advantage of a very depleted Everton team. And I see they still don't have a few players back for tomorrow. Um, mm. Sorry, not for tomorrow, yeah. for the weekend. But um, yeah. is this not an opportunity now for, for you to actually, you know, you have to have a go. You have to have a go. I mean, some of the key players are not still not available. Rodriguez, mm. your Tarleton. I think Digne, I'm not too sure if he's he's back. Yeah, he's back. Um, it's just one 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 match, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they so, so I I um I mean you, we saw against the I mean we all know I mean Newcastle is no sort of no sort of uh and united in terms of ma- uh, player for player and we we were arguably much better than them. So yeah. I think but, uh, Everton, we've got an Everton who's lost two on the spin. If you make yeah. it three on the spin, that, that good start that Moss is talking about, you know, fans start to say, hey, well, was it as good as we all said? Maybe the league did sober up like Matt, you spoke about a few few weeks back. Yeah. Um, so 
I mean, there's an opportunity both for an Everton to sort of get back on track against a very vulnerable mm. Man United. Maybe on yeah. the, the coin, maybe the same same can be said for Man United against um, and maybe a vulnerable Everton. Yeah, both sides are becoming thinking they've got a chance to win and they need to win it. And I think that's going to make it a really interesting game from a neutral perspective. Everton to get their season back on track really have to win this game. And and same can be said for for United. And and whether or not Ola will lose his job, I think the the thing to look for is whether there are any signs of positivity. United aren't showing intensity. They're not showing a clear game plan. If they lose, but they still kind of there's some sort of you know positive takeout from the game because they're they're in a bad run of form, you might expect them to lose. But if they, they, they lose, then there's no change. And it's just the same old kind of plodding, meandering journey to the end. You really, why not pull the team, you know? And exactly. Look at this game. Yeah, I think, I think that positivity is something that's been missing from Man United. Even like when they were facing uh, Chelsea, they, they, they had themselves a good opportunity at the back of beating PSG to, to come out and actually, you know, uh, make, make, a, uh, make a, a, a run of form at the back of that. But... They came out more very defensive, very morbid, very lackluster, if anything. And if that happens again, it, 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 the reality is, I don't think a Man United at this point in time will come out all guns blazing with the Oligana. It's going to probably be very lackluster, yeah, I, try and protect. Yeah, he's going to be cautious, man. He's, he's, yeah. I think he's, and that's the thing is that a game like Chelsea, where he should have literally, we're playing at home, you just, had, you just got a good victory. That's where you need to obviously then. You know, take 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 the initiative. You know, Chelsea came yeah. there to say, "Okay, we need a clean sheet. Let's get a clean yeah. sheet, and then we'll we'll get an opportunity." And and like you know, their 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 attack is, is good, but none of them really got got an opportunity. So he he didn't really enforce himself on the Chelsea match, on the Arsenal match, which which is very disappointing for him, um, because you know, when as fans, there's nothing more frustrating than you know at the end of the game you're like. That was such a waste of time. You know what I mean? There was nothing. <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? No, because you know, you know there's, there's, there's matches where, where you lose um, 1-0, right? And you lost because the, the opposing goalkeeper made seven saves and then you hit the yes. ball once. Yeah, yeah. And then you scored an offside goal. Um, and then that other team scored a, a goal in the last 20 minutes. And they were just very good defensively in the last 20 or something. And then you're like, ah, oh, man, okay. Jordan Pickford or whoever the goalkeeper is, okay, not Jordan Pickford, but as a bad example, but the other the opposing keeper had a great game, you know. Then you can say, yeah. okay, um, we'll take it on the uh, we'll take it on the chin and say, hey guys, you guys played well, but you can't really say that against um, the matches we had against Arsenal and 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 um, Chelsea. So hopefully against Everton, um, even if we win one 0 or we draw or whatever, but the performance the performance needs to translate and say, hey guys, we tried. You know, because that's the thing is that the board as well will say, okay, you know, the team looked good. You know, they were just unfortunate. You know, things didn't go their way. This, whatever, this and that, whatever. Then you can say, cool. But um, so let's see what happens with, with with that game. And after the international break, there's some, uh, the matches we have are, are, are with um, not top six teams. Uh, the first two games, I think it's uh, West Brom and uh, just need to remember the other one. But at least those matches, um, Solskjaer, if... If he doesn't get six six out of six in those next in those two games after the international break, the man needs to. <laughs> He's gone. He needs to give a full call. He needs to to Norway and say, "Hey, Molder, uh, you guys need me to 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 come back and 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 get another league title or something." You know. 
Yeah, and yeah. you know, contrasting, contrasting, um, you know, sort of start for an Everton versus a, a Man United. Um, but now you've obviously got an Everton sort of slipping up. I think the points are up for grabs, like like Matt had said, and wow. it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but my my question to you, Silo, is. And I was watching the, the Ian Wright and uh, Kelly show today on the Premier League um, channel. And they, had, they were suggesting that there's no true leader. Um, I know you've got your Harry Maguire, you've got your Fernandes, but you don't have your Rio Ferdinand, your Roy Keynes, your Gary Nevilles, your... Um, I mean, even an Ashley Young was probably a better leader than what you guys have at the moment. And I don't... I just don't see someone, you know... At times, there's a there's a captain or a leader in the change room that does the job for the for the manager on the field. The manager, yeah. I just think, yeah, no. you know, as much as I think he needs to go, I just think he looks really helpless. I don't think he has any help on that pitch, and because they don't have that leader, someone dictating, you know, that 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 sort of voice on the field, you know, the team just looks looks like they're just dragging their heels. They look blind mm. at times. Mm. Well, that's true. I, I'd comment to say uh, potentially they've got a Pogba. Pogba, Pogba is a, a very strong uh, leader type of player, especially when the chips are down. He'll come up and rile everybody up uh, on the field and off the field to actually get the game going and get some type of result from the game. And the problem is he hasn't been, it seems like he's not really under uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's favour. It doesn't seem like Ole goes to him to come figure things out or to work it out in terms of the midfield. And it, it affects like those type of players. They need that type of confidence from their manager because that's what helps him like, carry the rest of the team. If the manager doesn't push it that spirit onto the player, it's very difficult for a player like that to give that manager the best results. They'll start leading from the change room and potentially then creating a lot more issues for the manager as opposed to uh, driving yeah. the results. Yeah, the thing as well with, with him is that with Solskjaer is that he he doesn't always play plays in his position. Um, what I mean by that is that you know Pogba and Bruno, if they want to, they do want to play together, right? In the same in the same lineup, for instance, right? But then also, 100%. but but also is that if you look at how they're being utilized in the, in the, uh, for the national teams, right? They play as a part of a midfield three and there's no number 10 in those teams. And he's never tried that for Man United, you know what I mean? He's never said, okay, cool, you guys will play either side of, 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 of a Fred, for instance, and then one will attack and one will come back type of thing, you know what I mean? He's never actually tried that. He's tried, okay, cool, he's tried the diamond, he's tried the 4-2-3-1 with Pogba as a pivot. And mm. Pogba, as a pivot, he has to get the ball from the, from the goalkeeper, which is like so far back. And he probably wants to get the ball by the center circle um, so that he can obviously affect the game a bit better. But it just shows that Sosha doesn't um, sometimes... For players, you need to learn from other, how other managers utilize players so that you can best utilize them for your team sometimes. You know what I mean? Or talk to them, hey, listen, guys, what do you think is the best way for me to put you guys together in the same team. These guys are, 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 are plus players. They should find a way to, to play together. You know? And if you've got a, a Fred uh, or, or McTominay um, playing behind them, we can obviously um, clean up the, 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 the dirt and make the, do the dirty work. Then obviously then they'll find a way to play together. You know what I mean? The tools are there for, 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 for me and I just need to be a good team. But yeah, the leadership, the leadership thing is that 
I think Maguire, the, the disadvantage of Maguire is that Maguire's never really been um, in a, you know, a title-winning team. You know, he doesn't have the experience um, re- required to be that leader, you know. Um, you know, you know, you know, with your Rio Ferdinands and and your Gary Neville. Gary Neville obviously came up through Man United. Rio signed for Man United at a, at a, at a young age. You know, what I mean, a village came to Man United as a, as a leader already um, uh, in his in his country. You know, so Bruno yeah. is that player. Bruno Fernandes is, is is a type of player and a, and a Pogba, as you say. But as you said, maybe Solskjaer isn't giving Pogba the confidence because you know, even Pogba doesn't even know if he's going to start or not. You know, what I mean, so. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I man. It's a there is a there is a leadership void, man, in the in the team, and it's it's it's, it's evident. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I think, I think you're right. There. I think I mean you're talking about Solskjaer not really even knowing his best sort of what what his best system is. I mean Scott Scotty alludes to it. You know, when teams are setting up in that low block, um, you maybe are struggling to 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 find solutions on on how to break yeah. them down. And I think I think you're going to find that. More so um, this season against the smaller teams, um, mm. and against your sort of, you know, better tactical managers like your Mourinho's when you play against the Spurs. Although Spurs didn't really, they did to an extent, but they did score six against you. So um, mm. I think the problem weren't really your. Yeah. Yeah. But your Arsenal, 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 and Arsenal and, um, and and Chelsea played 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 like that. They made it very yeah. tough to to get into the attacking third. And we really didn't create much, um, and, and they know that's what Man United struggles with because they know if it's a counter-attacking, um, you know, if, if we play on the counter, then it's it's curtains for for the team. You know, what I mean, Man United are the best counter-attacking teams in the Premier League. So if you attack them, they'll counter, they'll counter, and, and they'll score um, at will. So I mean, we're talking about two teams, Everton and Man United, probably out of form really at the moment, but. I think we're going to have to speak about a team that's just firing at the moment, and that's Newcastle United. I mean, I'm joking. I read it backwards. I read it backwards. But Southampton, Southampton is a team. Um, I think that we can all agree is is has been. Quite a surprise package. Um, yeah. The coaches, Hazen uh, Hutel's done a real. I got. I got it right this time, guys. I got the pronunciation right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's well he's doing he's doing a good job. I mean, I looked at that Vestergaard, that that enormous centre back that they have at the back. He scored a great goal on the weekend. They got Ward Prowse in the midfield dictating. And they've obviously mm. got Danny Ings. Um, they've got a Theo Walcott. It looks like he's doing a job for them, um, and it just looks like everything is gelling. You know, will it? Will they sustain it? Uh, that is the big question that 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 we have for for all the smaller teams that are probably doing well. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, Matt, I don't know. What do you, what do you think of their start? Do you think they can maintain it? I mean, they don't have a Danny Ings this weekend, and I'm I'm really or tomorrow night actually, and I'm I'm really chuffed about that. Um, and and can they continue this form against maybe a team that they should be beating at home? Well, I saw. I mean, if you look at Southampton against Villa, what they showed was that they've actually got goals all over. Um, they they weren't completely relying on him. They were past his two and you know, the, the entire side. And, and they look a solid unit. And look, Southampton have looked good for for a number of years now. They, last season was almost the exception where they were really quite poor. But other than that, over the last few years, Southampton have actually looked a really solid side. They've done 
a lot of look at the players around the league in all of the top six clubs. There's at least a couple of Southampton, that former Southampton dudes yeah. who, are, who are doing the business, and and I think that's that's it, it's showing. But that's it. Look, Newcastle have also they're coming into this in a run of pretty good form as well, and. Even I mean, we're not, none of us here are massive fans of Bruce. He's a, he's a relic of a, of a different era. But you've got to kind of give him a break too. He's he's kind of over time. He's building some slow momentum with Newcastle. Yeah. And he seems to have figured out a system that works. And it's not the most attractive in the world. It's not the most innovative in the world. But it seems to be paying dividends. And uh, this is a, this could be a very interesting game because Southampton, of course. Even against Villa, you could argue there was a certain level of it being an upset because Villa were flying high and they might have um, felt a little bit complacent coming up against Southampton. But this is a game where Southampton would be expected to win. And that's where Newcastle have been a little bit interesting. This season. I'm you know, speaking from experience. We, we, we should have won against you guys, but you managed to get the point at the end. And a lot of that was down to the fact that Bruce played the game of we're just going to sit back, we're going to absorb, we're going to take the chance if and when they come. And, and I, I think this, this could actually, much like the... The, the, the United-Everton game where both sides will feel they should win. I think this is a game where also both sides should be looking at points. That said, Bruce will probably set up very defensively, which could burn him because Southampton get a couple of early goals and Newcastle are forced to then go take the game to them. They can end up really opening themselves up. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I, I mean, just looking at the looking at sort of Southampton's record, they've got a mixed bag in terms of clean sheets, but when they keep a clean sheet, they do well. They generally win the game, but when they don't keep a clean sheet, they're conceding um, I think three plus every every time they they sort of concede in. So it's, it's almost like when the floodgates open, you've got a real chance. Um, but if they're closing up shop, they're really closing up shop. Um, so I I think that might be a positive for us specifically because we've got an informed Callum Wilson, who by the way um, I thought would have made the England squad. And I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Absolutely. You bullshit. You, but you've been about that all week. Danny Ings doesn't make the score because he gets injured, but an, uh, 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 an out-of-form Tammy Abraham does. I personally... Um, the yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know if Tammy Abraham's out of form, man. It's just uh, the, the rotations that are happening at Chelsea right now. It's tough to fit in. But he's not... So, yeah. so he's not clear. He scored last night. He's scorer in the league and you're English. If I'm Gareth Southgate, I should be calling you up. And I'd, 100%. Yeah. So, I so I, I'm a little bit disappointed for him, and I just hope tomorrow night he can go in and just, you know, get a goal and just, you know, just to remind Patrick. him you know, when the next, you know, when the next, because he wants, <laughs> he wants to make the, he wants to make the Euro squad, and you know, yeah. if he gets a chance this week and he maybe comes on and scores. So, but aside from that, I think if we can set up, and I cried about this last week, if we can set up in a way where we actually have natural midfielders playing in the midfield and natural wingers playing on the sides. Um, I think defensively he's got something good in a, in a Fernandez actually guiding our captain Lasalle's because I think Fernandez is probably the better defender. Lasalle's is just in form and he's got mistakes all over the place, but he's a good leader and he sort of demands from the from the squad. Um, but I do think if we if we can sort of get that Longstaff uh, Sean Longstaff next to Hendrik and sort of release your your Almirons and your say Maximums, they can really cause cause some havoc. And I think against yes. the big not really mobile Vestergaard. I think we've got a chance to cause a cause a couple of issues. So yeah. I'm I'm opti- uh, quietly optimistic. Um, but I think if we had to get a point this weekend, it wouldn't be a bad result, especially um, based on Southampton's start. So um, Steve Bruce, I'm, I'm still not chuffed with the lad. 
um, or, or the old man. If you want to that. And I just hope that um, I just hope we can continue. But you know, just play football in the right way. You know, not not be so negative because the players have sort of proved that they can sort of kick on if they need to. But you guys must also not uh, not don't don't make any fouls um, um, close to the box, man, oh. because Prowse will hit us. <laughs> Two free kicks no, against Villa, man. So let's make sure you know that guy. He's I think he's the I think he's the best free kick taker in the Premier League. Um, he's because he's right footed free kick taker. Who's left? Who's the best left footed one in the Premier League? I'll have to think about it, but like he's he's he's, he's right foot is very very well educated. It's as educated as some people's left foot. I I I know every season he scores like three four free kicks. Um, and he's so he's already scored two. He surely can't score this week. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Aston, Aston Villa was saying that um, after after he scored the first one, they're like, ah, oh, sure. what happens yeah. is we another one, you know. So just yeah. just you that you that you don't give a foul outside outside the yeah. box. Listen, they are dangerous. I mean, without Danny Ings, you know, they they are less dangerous. But they've got that Che Adams, who's also. Uh, pretty lethal. He's proved that he, he can he can sort of cause cause problems. And a, a, a guy like Theo Walcott, you know, Wonga, you had him. I'm I'm not too sure what your feelings are towards him, but you know, he's still got he burns. He's got, he's got pace to burn, and and I think he would be a That's problem all. for anyone. You know, if you're a defender and you've got that space, um, or you've got time and space, and it's Theo Walcott running at you, you know, I, I would I would I would worry. Um, no matter, like, aside from the fact that maybe he's dipped in form, um, he seems to be getting starts now, which he hasn't really got in the last couple of seasons. Um, yeah. So that could be a player that that uh, former Arsenal player coming to give give uh, Newcastle problems. Wonga, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, that's true. Um, at Arsenal, like the reason for me, Theo Walcott, he there was a time I think everyone remember he always wanted to play. I don't know if he had this dream wanted okay. to be like Henry, but he he always wanted to play down the middle. Um, yeah, he did. Chief, yeah, he did. And the players we had to play in his position were, I mean, there's no, there was no, re, there was no ways he was going to play there. And him on the wing, no one competed with him on the wing. He's, the, yeah. he was at that time even the quickest player in the league, probably in in the world at that time. Um, yeah. Giving people like Barcelona a problem. So I think now he's obviously he's probably matured and he's obviously seen the light, um, but late. But now he's seen it that look. The wing is his place, and I think yeah, any given moment he will cause problems down that yeah. wing. I mean, any, I think any defender knows someone that's quick. It's it's horrible marking them. It's it's almost it's almost unfair. It's almost unfair. Yeah, imagine on, on one wing it's Walcott, on the other wing it's Redmond. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with with what with what Nick was saying, I, I do think Newcastle. Um, have the upper hand because, like you said, that that uh, the the defense as well is not it's not that quick. And you guys as well with with the maximum on that side, I think he can really, really, really do something. I think it will be. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's Newcastle. I don't think we've had a Friday night fixture since they've introduced Friday night fixtures. So I'm Perfect. looking forward to that and having a few beers to end the week off. Um, but just, just don't change. Not, just don't ask like whichever club that you had to change the channel to watch a Newcastle match, please. And you know I have. You know I've got more of a chance <laughs> now on Friday. But when I go out on Saturdays and there's 
rugby on or something <laughs> like that. And they're like, I've got to put on Newcastle versus uh, West Brom. They're like, who are these teams? What league do they play? So I can imagine, man. They play like, what is this? this? You know, yeah. you know, <laughs> play a, a player for Newcastle or... <laughs> yeah, it's the worst, bro. It's the worst. But listen, let's let's talk about um, an interesting, interesting one. Um, Mosa, your team, uh, mm. Chelsea versus that was in form last year. A very tricky assignment for any team, but they've they've they've. I yeah. look today since they restarted from lockdown. Um, if you combine the end of last season and the beginning of this season, Sheffield United are at the bottom by far in terms of the teams that are still in the league. And um, mm. they just can't seem to, to to buy a performance, let alone a win. Um, yeah. So, that's, as we spoke earlier, for a Spurs, for a, a, an Arsenal, this should be straightforward for Frank and the lads. Um, yeah, coming off of um, What do you think, Mosa? Yeah, it should be. I think Sheffield United have only secured like one point over this this season so far, and that's telling. You know, like uh, they, uh, the Chelsea camp should be aware of that, and uh, I think the camp is also in high spirits given uh, the run of form that we've been on uh, lately. I think what we are fortunate with is having these clean sheets, uh, something that at the beginning of the season was uh, concerning us. And uh, it seems like it's been uh, rectified pretty well. Sometimes it does sacrifice um, a little bit more attacking power by having the likes of Jorginho and Kante in there. But if 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 you ask any any manager, would you rather take clean sheets or um, go out and express himself and uh, try and win every game with uh, four or five goals? I think most managers would take clean sheets and score one or two goals. Saying that though. I'm super excited to see Ziyech. He's an exciting player. He's slotted in so well. The combination play that he, he does create around him is also very, very exciting. Werner's got goals in him. Um, Tammy Abrams, you, you're talking about Tammy Abrams. He's, I don't think he's run out of form. It's just the fact that there's so many quality players in that Chelsea attacking six that Frank has to manage him as best as he can um, over the next couple of weeks to months. And... Um, he has to kind of figure out uh, which players go and uh, solve the best combinations in between themselves. And that's, I think, the challenge for Chelsea. But this game, we should definitely come out with the three points. Um, I think uh, the leadership at the back with uh, Thiago uh, uh, Silva and Mendy is is starting to show with the clean sheets that we have. If, uh, if anything, we even have a Rudiger who can start this game and play with... Uh, um, and, uh, who's a French guy? Um, Zuma. Zuma. Zuma, yeah, Kurt Zuma. He can play with Kurt Zuma, and they should comfortably manage this to let Thiago rest a bit uh, since he's played so many games. So, yeah, it's good times in the Chelsea camp. Um, Jorginho is still touch and go, in my view. Uh, I think you can now, a game like this should give you room to express yourself as much as you can. Like, Sheffield shouldn't uh, give you too many headaches at the back. You should be able to have five, six attacking players which can give them headaches a whole day. And uh, potentially that's what uh, Lampard will do. But I guess he is uh, going to focus on protecting these clean sheets going forward again. But I, but I saw, I saw. unfortunately, it seems like every team has a, has, has a player who, who catches this, 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 this virus. I saw that um, Havertz has, has COVID now. 
Um, yeah. So, so obviously that that kind of sucks because it, I, what what you always what what you I think you've been crying out for about the whole having two players sitting. Um, Frank didn't do that do that against uh, Burnley where he did have Mount and Havertz with with a Kante. So obviously that allowed them mm. to attack. So obviously now mm. one of them is out. It'll be interesting to see who he puts in there because the only other options is to put Kovacic or Kovacic. Yeah. yeah, and I'd, if, if I was given that option, I'd, I'd take Kovacic because he does give you a little bit more going forward as well. He's not going to sit and be as defensive as uh, Jorginho, uh, especially if you've got a Kante. Kante is a very, very well-established centre-defensive midfielder, so um, he can manage that that position himself. There's no need to have another one, but like if you look at it, there's going to be Kante, Jorginho, Thiago Silva and Zuma all doing the defensive duties. I don't know if it's necessary to have that many of them actually focused on it. I'd rather have three of them focus on the defensive duties and then allow the rest to express themselves going forward. But uh, yeah, man, um, have outs with COVID. You can see a little bit of a combination was missing in uh, the Champions League. Uh, you could see there were certain instances where things weren't adding up quite, quite well. There wasn't uh, too many opportunities created from open play, which the team made made uh, converted into goals. But I think the quality that we do have is still good enough to, to beat Sheffield on the day. No, definitely. No, definitely. Mm. definitely yeah, so I'm excited about that. And tell me, Mosa, I think this has been a debate. Um, I know you haven't... Uh, I don't think you were with us uh, the last time we met, but the lads have maybe suggested that Frank doesn't know his best Starting eleven, I don't know mm-hmm. Wonga if you you yeah, you no, can allude to this, but uh, Orsello, but do we do we know or does Frank know his best starting eleven yet? And it's not it's not it's, he doesn't need to know it now, but huh. I think he would like to get that that system up and running as soon as possible before a sort of um, a, a top four, a top two, a top three start start pulling away, you know. Um, yeah. Because is the time is the time is there still time for a few slip slip ups? Um, it's yeah. a crazy list. Yeah, uh, there might be, but is he? Are you any closer to finding your starting eleven? I think we we much closer than at the beginning of the season, and I think uh, like even during the course of the week, I was uh, chatting to a couple of uh, friends and mentioning that you know Chelsea actually do have a run in for the season. They could actually take the season because of the players that they have and the form that they've carried over. Um, I say that you know, saying, thinking about how the, the bigger teams have dropped points. You found uh, the, the Man City's dropping points. You found Liverpool dropping points. And nobody's actually pulled away from the, the top of their league. So yeah. it does give, it does give uh, Lampard a good opportunity to, to actually work with, with, work with the team that he's got to actually get the season under his belt. There's seven, I think seven or eight games in, and there's no clear outright winner. Whereas before you'd start to see a Man City, a Liverpool, uh, generally you'd find Arsenal also at the top three now. And then towards December, January, they they'd start to falter. But we haven't seen that happening so far this season. And I think uh, it, it works well for Lampard because he is solving a, a, few, a few issues. I think that the starting 11 is very difficult for him to... We, we are getting closer to it, but we're not there. Um, in a sense, what, what I do think we've kind of figured out is Mendy can be a good starter, a good goalkeeper. We've got Thiago Silva and Zuma in front of him. 
and then we've got a, a, a Kante who can perform. Jo Jorginho is still going to feature, but I don't know if I'd want him there because even now we can see that there are options in terms of penalty taking, in terms of free kicks that don't necessarily rely on his prowess. We can we can still get away with uh, getting results mm -hmm. without him. So, yeah, man, uh, the, the, the whole 11, it's very far from getting his perfect 11, yeah. but he has got a solid base and I think that core is, is kind of uh, set. And I think That's if you guys that... are counting Mount as well. <laughs> I think even with that being said, I think what for me what's very clear with what Lampard's doing is is definitely on that mission is you can see it. He's trying to find that that best eleven of his. And mm. yeah, I mean with the, the I mean the, the quick decisive action he took with Kepa um pretty much shows that yeah, he's on that mission. If you're not if you're not yeah. showing up, you're not if you're not the guy, okay, he's gonna look somewhere else. Even if it, he has to go look um, in the office, <laughs> he pulled up the check. I think it's interesting with Chelsea, and I mean, they keep they keep winning. I've got a little bit of a storm here, guys. Sorry, yes, I heard that. Yeah, yeah um, that's bad. But uh, if you if 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 we look at Chelsea and um. You know they they look like they're going to win the group uh, in the Champions League. So they've got they look like they've got a lot of football to play. So that might help him finding his best eleven maybe when he rotates his squads um, for the for the Champions League cup games coming up. Um, and and we might just see them there challenging for for a league title with potentially these two the game of the weekend Man City maybe isn't here because he doesn't want to talk about this he needs to comment um, but two teams that had great performances in the week um, how do we see this going Silo what do you think uh, it's going to be a tough game man. Um, I think um, I think Man City will still be hurting uh, the fact that they lost league by, by such a margin last season. Um, I think they will want to, you know, make a, almost a, a statement. You know, they, they haven't made a statement within the Premier League um, to say, hey, man, we, 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 we want to challenge the season. So I think this is the match where the one, you know, people is preparing. He's being meticulous. He's probably going to be tinkering and thinking too hard and, and everything. And, and, it's, and it's good that Gabriel Jesus is back because, like, Man City without a striker, you can see that there's something missing, you know. I mean, you they try to put Aaron Torres as a center forward or they uh, Sterling as a center forward. And you can see they're missing that focal point. So with Jesus just coming back uh, and, and and scoring during the week, that that will be a boost for them. So I think it'll be a very tight game, um, and I think it will be won by a one goal margin, uh, whether it's a two one or a, or a one nil um, or a draw, a one one draw even could be possible. Um, I think it'll be a good game, and I can't wait for it. Um, it'll be a good way to to end off end off the, the weekend uh, before we go into the international break. Um, and then obviously Liverpool, man, like like Jota uh, scored a hat trick. Um, I think I was already talking about the fact that Jota is going to be giving Firmino a lot of stress, um, and he scored. A, you know, he's he's Jota scored more goals for Liverpool than Firmino in 2020, but he's probably played six games and Firmino played about probably like 20 in 2020 guys. So that, that alone, oh, 30 probably, that, that alone shows you that, <laughs> that this guy is... Defensive striker. He's, he's, hey, but he's, you know, Jota is putting, uh, 
pressure on 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 Firmino. But uh, I saw I saw Klopp say saying that um, he won't feel the pressure to um, to change his uh, front three. Um, so seemingly maybe you know he's probably saying that he'll he'll start with the front three against City because I think I think in such a game he probably wants Firmino's defensive attributes for 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 the City game. Um, then he wants that, and then Jota can come on in the second half and, and obviously play for the last twenty five minutes, and then you know um, turn things on. Yeah, yeah. I think for me as well. I think yeah. If I look at what uh, Klopp said in t- for Liverpool now, um, he's in terms of Firmino. I think he was just telling, trying to let everyone know that look, yeah, Jota's played well, he's performed well, good player, and yeah, he could obviously compete for Firmino's position, but he feels as well that Firmino has done. Um, a lot for the club, and yeah, he's he's, there's no, yeah, he's, he's basically saying Yota can't replace him, and Firmino's got his own, he's got his own position in the club, um, or when they're playing. So you'll play Firmino for a different reason and Yota for a different reason, and that's probably why he's got them. But looking at the whole game and all, I also think, um, I think that, it, it, I think whichever team doesn't concede will win, and Liverpool, um. Uh, missing Van Dijk, yeah, they've shown them in the last few games um, that I mean they they can do it, but they they are there's there's still a bit of um, inconsistencies, which I believe didn't, which I believe started when the the start of this uh, this new season. I don't think it's as a result of Van Dijk leaving. I just think as they started this season, they looked a bit uh, yeah. at the back. Yeah, I think Even Van Dijk leaving just opened a hole. Yeah, even like towards the end of last season, they weren't really like uh, firing on all cylinders after the COVID uh, break. You, you'd find Man United looked a lot more menacing than uh, Liverpool. Uh, but I guess they had so much of a, a lead for themselves that they were um, in a comfortable position. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting you, you said that Wonga with Van Dijk not being there. Um, Mosa, do you not think that Liverpool's frailties at the back? or if you want to call them frailties, um, over the last sort of couple of games or maybe, you know, leading from the time they probably won the league, you know, they weren't as robust at the back as they've normally been. And with no Van Dyke, you know, I called it, I said 13 to 15 points less than what they would get last year because I think that's how much he's worth. Can you see that playing um, against against them? Yeah, definitely. I think... The, the reason why I'm uh, so positive about uh, Chelsea's chances of winning the league is because of Van Dijk's loss uh, uh, to Liverpool. I think um, that that whole... He was one of the uh, club's best signings at Liverpool at the time because he did uh, shore up that defence. Uh, the attacking prowess was always there at Liverpool. It's just they were leaking on goals whenever they were going forward. And to lose him is... Uh, Massive. It's super massive, I think, uh, for the club because it, it uh, destabilizes a lot of players and uh, you, you now get to see a lot more mistakes from the, the other defenders that were around Van Dijk. Uh, like a goal is, uh, is a point in case where his mistakes are actually costing the team a little bit more now. And um, that is going to carry on, unfortunately, until yeah. um, these guys uh, do shore up that defense and do adjust maybe the, the formation to, to try and protect the centre-back. But that adjustment's going to cost them a lot going forward. So, yeah, I mean, I think 
uh, it, it, it will impact Liverpool's performances this year. Uh, if you ask any Liverpool fan, they know how significant the loss of Van Dijk is. Because him getting purchased is what led to Liverpool having the stellar seasons, the two seasons that they had with him, uh, were stellar because of his input and his um, sure-footedness at the back. Um, we've only seen him make a couple of mistakes like uh, in three or four games. Other than that, he's been a stellar performer for the club. So to replace that is going to be mightily difficult. And it's it's going to be um, uh, very, very difficult for them to actually continue to secure the performances that they were seeing themselves uh, having over the past two seasons with him. Yeah, so, it'll, yeah be I mean, a big, it'll be a big test for them. I think since, since Van Dijk has been injured, um, you know, they played Ajax... Um, then they played Sheffield, uh, Sheffield, and then, then, and then obviously now they they, they played Mitchelland, and then they played um, West Ham, and then now they're playing Atalanta. So this will be their proper test um, since since he's been injured. Uh, whereas the other games they they've done well um, to 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 obviously short the defense and 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 only concede um, what probably I think they've only conceded two 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 goals in those in yeah. those in those five. Those, in those five games, which which has been good for them, but I think it's also helped. He's back now, you know. Allison is back, and obviously Allison. Um, it almost it doesn't obviously balance it out, but it just kind of helps that Allison is back. But you know, I can just only imagine if if Adrian had been keeping it in some of those games, they they would have probably <laughs> drawn or lost or lost them. But but yeah, it's it's uh, it'll be good to to see the game. Um, and um, as I said. Jesus, um, De Bruyne is back as well, um, and he's going to cause a lot of problems for for, for Liverpool. Yeah, he's going to try and turn Gomez in the light so many times, and it's going to be scary. Uh, yeah. It's probably a game City can't afford to 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 drop points, um, especially if you want if they want to gain ground on Liverpool. You know, you call them the Titan, a clash of the Titans, because they obviously want to to sort of reclaim their title. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see, and, and, and rightly so, the game of the weekend. Um, but we're going to get to that time of the show where we're going to make our predictions. Um, I see Wonga, I think there's storms all over. Wonga looks like scared there when the lightning came. Yeah, he was like, yeah, bro, it was like a loud, I thought something got, a tree got hit, but it's just hail. Yeah. So but, uh, well, yeah, for nice. overseas viewers, we've got uh, we've got some hectic weather <laughs> over the last Obviously. couple of days here. So yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's get straight to to the to the predictions. Um, I'm going to start with you, Cello. Um, we're going to go with Arsenal versus Villa. How do you see this one going? I see, I see, I see a two-one victory to Arsenal. Um, you know, um, I think Villa will will be useful, but I think also in this game, um, Arsenal need to attack a bit more uh, and not uh, be defensive minded. So I definitely see a two-one victory to Arsenal. I see maybe um, Yang needs to get a goal in the Premier League. Man, he's um, he hasn't scored for a while. He's 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 only scored I think two goals a season, one in Fulham and then one um, against um, uh, in in Europa League. So I think he definitely needs to score. Um, so two one to Arsenal. Okay, Musa, give us your score there, lad. I think my my prediction is going to be very similar to uh, Silos in this one because, yeah, man, um, 
they 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 will work hard to contain Grealish and contain his attacking prowess, but they're probably going to let one in. And then um, the likes of uh, Abameyang will come in to actually score one or two goals. So two one again to um, Arsenal. Okay, and Wonga, uh, the man, the man of the moment. Are we getting a back-to-back victory here? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Also, clean sheet again as well. I don't, okay. don't want Villa to score. I think Arsenal chance for them to score goals. I say three 0 to Arsenal. Three 0 All right, that's yeah. interesting. Well, before I give you my comment uh, on the score, I'm going to comment on a comment. Marcus, thanks, man. I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> nice <laughs> trying my best. Trying to, <laughs> trying to hold the fort down. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but back to the the prediction of the game. I I, I agree with Wonga. I, I see. I see it going to be too tough for Villa. Um, I think the pressing of Arteta and the way he's just sort of instilled it, I think uh, they're going to get caught out and, and they seem to be conceding quite a few goals at the moment. So I'm going to go not for a 3-0, but I'm going to go for a 2-0 win for, for Arsenal, um, but probably done by the 60th, 70th minute. Um, so, yeah, um, that moves us on to Spurs and West Brom, or West Brom and Spurs. Um, Silo, what do you think? I think um, oh, I think I'll give it two 0 to Spurs. Um, I just think that West Brom and um, the, the game against um, Fulham, they didn't yeah. even score. You know what I mean? Um, so if, if they can't if they can't score a goal against a, a team that they that um, that also got promoted like them, um, I don't see them scoring against Spurs. So two 0 to Spurs. Yeah, I think uh, I think we. We lost we lost Matt earlier simply yeah. because of the, the bad weather here in in, in Houting at the moment. So um I, I think he echoes those sentiments. Um I think it should be a, a conventional win. Um but saw, also, what do you think? I saw that sorry, I yeah, saw that in the Europa League. Oh huh? is he scored already? Yeah, so it was oh it's actually two so yeah, I think who scored? Um Kane and Lucas Mora. Oh, oh okay. you see. That, and now you've still got Bale on the field, who's also going to still give him some attacking impetus. I yeah, think that's... It, it, it's, it's so exciting to see Tottenham with all this uh, quality uh, in the front. And uh, I think they're going to definitely continue to, to show it over the weekend. So I'll give it a 3-0 to Spurs. Because I, I have to add Bale to the, the, the score sheet as well. Yeah. I, I see. I say 4-0 to Spurs. Yeah, straightforward like yeah. that. Yeah, I say for now. <laughs> so I, I, I tend to agree with, with the clean sheet um, business because I think they were very unlucky mm-hmm. not to get a clean sheet against Brighton uh, simply yeah. because that goal was not a goal. Uh, that 100%. was a clear foul. Um, so I think I think Mourinho, knowing Mourinho, I think he wants it uh, and he wants it bad. So I think that will be a, a huge, huge uh, task that he's going to set for his players. Um, but it is going to be a tough turnaround time from tonight to travel back to to the UK and then to West Brom. True. Oh, yeah. But I do think it will be a win for them. I think it's going to be a 2-0 win. One of their front three will score, uh, or two of their front three will score. So I'm going with a bail and a son um, on the score sheet. Um, and I think Kane, Kane will get an assist there. For Sun, as usual, because Kane and Sun work together. Um, so, win for, for Spurs um, against West Brom for me. Um, and then we are going to go to 
the game that I think is uh, pivotal for your for your boss, Silo. I know you don't, but um, how do you see this playing out? Um, I see us winning 2-1. Um, just because Solskjaer, um, when he's under pressure, um, he manages somehow to 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 to, to galvanize the, the team as well. And I think they will. I think I think mainly as well, they 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 should be better prepared for this game than 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 what they were for yesterday's game. Um, so I think that um, a two-one victory to 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 Man United. Um, I think. Um... You know, I'd, I'd love to say Man United will take it, but given the, the displays that they've shown us against the bigger teams this season, they, they, it doesn't seem like they will have that positivity to their approach. So I think uh, we should see a goal from each team, but I'm, I'm going to leave it at 1-1 because um, Everton also won't be firing on all cylinders with the, the players that are missing. But I, it, the last game that they did play, Andre Gomes had a, a, a shocker, and I think he'll rectify that and come to the party a bit better. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think I, I agree with uh, with what Musa saying. Um, I don't see I don't see Everton going full out attack. Yeah, they're gonna try maybe get a try win it in some way, but I don't see them throwing everything like they usually do because of the players they don't have. So I'll say a one-one um, draw, Man United and Everton. I uh, I tend to agree with Silo simply because I just see. I don't know. I've just seen Man United when they've played really poorly. They tend to like sort of scrape something the next time they play. And this is the sort of game where I think they can because in Everton aren't firing. They looked very weak down the side. So if you can exploit that, I, I think I think it's up for grabs. I'm going to go um, with a 2-1 win as well, um, but a scrappy 2-1 win. It's not going to be nice. I think both teams are going to sort of be fighting um, fighting for the for the victory, but it might be a two-one, probably a Fernandez penalty in the last minute, just to just to seal it off, um, <laughs> as, 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 they, as they always do. Hey, one day, tell us. Yep. We're going to be looking for one from the minutes. Quite. I will use up our penalty our penalty quota for the season, guys. We've we've transferred that. Penalty got a howl. How love a penalty yesterday, man. Wow. <laughs> okay, the game of the weekend. The game of the weekend, lads. Um, <laughs> game of the weekend. Friday night football. <laughs> what do we have for us, Silo? Tell us. Um, I said I said it's gonna be a, a one all draw. Um I just 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 um actually no, sorry, no, not one one, man. I think let's let's go for two two. Um Southampton could quite a lot of goals. Uh, but I think that Newcastle will have, have something. They've got a bit of confidence uh, going for them. So let's go for a 2 2. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely take that. I think uh, getting a point for Newcastle will be uh, a very good result um, against the Southampton team. We've seen well organized. And the players seem to kind of like uh, interact and play with each other while they form like good combination at the moment. So. Unfortunately, Nick, I, I can't give you the same point. Uh, I'd have to go 2-1 Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, Silla. I'm, I'm also going to go with the 2-2. I also, I see both teams scoring in the game. I think they can. Uh, I think they definitely can. And Newcastle, when they do show up, they can show up. Um, so, yeah, I'll go for 2-2. Two, two, so, so, I'm actually checking here. I, I don't think uh, Southampton have dropped points in a while. 
Um, so I'm going to be quietly optimistic. They've not lost uh, in four games. They've won four. No, no, in five games. They've won four mm. and they've drawn one. So that run has to end. And you know runs end in football. The run yes. has to end. Yeah. So that form table somehow needs to, you know, make itself uh, normal again. So Correct Steve Bruce and his, his black and white army will, will destabilize them and give them that big L. Um, and I think uh, it's going to be a very scrappy 1-0 win with a tap-in at the back post for Callum Wilson. So I'm going to... 1-0 to Newcastle. Oh, there we go. I've got comments here. Sorry, guys. I'm not getting them to you. Um, I've got Jason here with an Everton win. Uh, yeah, he's got an Everton win. We've got Danny Ings out here. Yes, I agree with you, um, Marcus. Um, so I think that's an opportunity for us. 1-0, proper scrappy. Um, so, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. The black and white Geordies will take it any day of the week, and that will propel us into the top half. So, of course, um, we'll take that We'll take it. <laughs> Uh, so the next game uh, that we're going to look at here is you, Mosa. Check with you. Scott says 5 0. Clean. Yeah, Scott says 5 0 to Southampton. Oh, oh to Southampton. Oh, I thought he was going for 5 0. You're killing me, man. You're killing me, man. No, I, I, I think it will be a little bit closer than that. Um, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little bit optimistic. Back my team, and uh, we'll take it from there. But let's get to Frank and his lads. Chelsea, Sheffield United. Is this I a about uh, Chelsea taking it five 0 Look, I think um, what what uh, uh, Chelsea has done so well uh, over the past couple of games is uh, keeping clean sheets. Uh, I think that will continue, and this time also. Add the impetus of saying that they've got that European quality um, in the front six and front seven players. So I'm hoping for a high-scoring game. Uh, I think we'll, we'll we should be able to get a four-nil result out of this, and that would um, have all the all the, the top players actually firing on all cylinders. So four-nil um, for Chelsea. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. Um, um, uh, I think Sheffield. They surprised me actually the way they played against Liverpool. You know, um, they 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 looked a bit a lot a lot better than what they've played in the other games. So I'll say a three-one to Chelsea, just giving one goal to 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 Sheffield. So yeah, three-one to Chelsea. Yeah, I, you don't I believe in No, no, I don't believe in it. I'm just saying that um, they that Sheffield impressed me against Liverpool. You know what I mean? So. That, that's the only that's the only reason I think they might score. Not, 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 not anything to do with it. <laughs> nah, I, I don't I don't see Sheffield anywhere in the game. Um definitely clean sheet for Chelsea. Yeah, I agree with Musa Four now. If not more. Yeah. If not I, more. I, I see um I see very uh, a lot of similarities to last week's game against Burnley. I mean two teams that you play now back to back that are struggling. I think you've got your sort of the strikers and attacking players firing at the moment. So I see another 3 0 win. Um, Werner, I'm keeping him in my team, man. So please just make sure he scores. <laughs> uh, no, Werner. 3 0, 3 0 win at home. So um, the, the second biggest game uh, or best game for the weekend, um, <laughs> obviously oh. behind uh, Southampton, Newcastle, Man City, Liverpool. What are we thinking, Oof. fellas? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. 
it's going to be 2-1 to Man City. Um, just because um, Gabriel Jesus is back up front. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tight one, man. I, yeah, it's, it's, one of, it's one of those games where you know, both teams um, having um, kept a clean sheet and scored quite a number of goals during the week um, have a lot of confidence. But uh, I just see that Man City, they, they, they're probably going to want it more. Um, and, and, and because obviously Joe Gomez uh, playing centre-back with, um, with Phillips, um, I think that'll that'll be the weakness. So two one two to Man City. It's a good point that you mentioned that uh, Phillips and Joe Gomez will be playing because Phillips is a um, um, he, he raised my eye. Look, he does play very very well, but he's not really uh, um, got the experience and the the, the the amount of game time under his his um, under his belt to play a Man City. Uh, especially with Joe Gomes. So I think um, Man City will be looking at that and thinking they could get something out of this. Um, Jason says Matip is back. I don't know if it, if it helps. I don't know if uh, Matip and Joe Gomes is going to be more exciting, to be honest, as, at the back <laughs> than, than Phillips and uh, Joe Gomes. I think they'll still have a few issues um, in terms of actually uh, being as sure-footed as they could be and uh, ensuring that they can actually create more impetus going forward. Yeah. So I'd have to give it to Man City. Uh, I think uh, they they will have players that want to express themselves a little bit more and will be more comfortable doing that. So I think they'll take it 2-1. Yeah, look, um, I'm just looking at Jason's comments here and he's actually got a point. I mean, he said Liverpool, the first thing he said was Liverpool comfortable win. Uh, yeah, you look at all the play. You look at Liverpool. If you look at, I mean, let's look at the whole team. I mean, you got the Trent, you got Robertson on the other side, uh, the midfield. You got Hendo, uh, Mane, Salah. You got Firmino. Then you got Shakiri can come on. You've got uh, Yoto can come on. Uh, if I look at that, if I'm just looking at that based on that, and I know, I mean. During the past years, you've got Man City. I've struggled now over the past years against Man City, and you're thinking, I mean, against Liverpool, and you're thinking, maybe they could do something. You know, I mean, maybe just, maybe it's just out of fury, you know, that they've lost all the time. But I just, I think Liverpool's quality will be too much on the day, um, just like they showed over the weekend. I mean, over this past week against Atlanta, and Atlanta, Atlanta are not a bad side. Yes, it's a lead, it's a telling team. They're not, a, they're not a bad side as well. So I, I do see Liverpool taking the win. One, so, I say two. I don't. I mean, I, I understand where Jay's coming from, and you know they're in form and they they winning games. You know, when they maybe you know it's not your four nils or your three nils. They're winning your two ones, and they they getting the job done. And you know that's the sign yeah. of champions. And I think Claudio yes. will agree with us on that. But I do think barring a Chelsea, and I'm not going to include Arsenal in this game. And probably not even a Chelsea because they didn't really show up for the Liverpool game this season. And, you know, true. I don't know if Liverpool have had a true test this season yet. And I think City is going to be the closest test that they're going to get to that. So, agreed, not having a, a, a Virgil van Dijk is a, is a massive loss. Is Matip and Gomez going to be a, a good pairing? I, I don't know. Um, because we do know Man City have that attacking impetus and that will put them under pressure that what I'm trying to say is that the pressure that they haven't received this season. So I think if City are going to be in this title challenge, they're going to have to win this game. And I think Pep Guardiola is putting all his eggs in this basket for this weekend. And I see them going 
home with a 2-1 win. Um, so I, I think this is going to shake the league up once again. Um, and, you know, I think it will be an exciting end to the weekend because you're literally taking the league and turning it on its head once again if, 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 if City win. Um, and that's why we love it. That's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it. Um, and then, yeah, I think... Uh, the second, second biggest game of the weekend, huh? <laughs> we've got, uh, we've got uh, we, we our second biggest game. We've got Marcus here saying it's going to be a nil-nil boring draw. I don't know about that. I think there's a lot of attacking, attacking prowess from both players. I don't know if Marcus is being a little bit sarcastic there. Knowing him, it probably hey, is. <laughs> um, but yeah he's saying both coaches will come out super tactical um, will they come out super defensive um, and, oh. and, and play out to yeah. a normal a boring normal draw I don't know they've never been, they've know. Never been coaches yeah so they will be tactical but it might be tactical in the sense where they're trying to trying to create overloads in areas that, that that's going to try and hurt them and penetrate. Yeah, and is going to try to create those overloads there uh, yeah. in the mid, in that centre-mid and centre-back pairing just to test yeah. them out as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, lads, it's been a good uh, good stand-in uh, anchoring stint. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having uh, the team to the viewers out there. Uh, get your friends to subscribe, man. Uh, yeah, watch please. us next week, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, subscribe, follow. Um, when you go to Summit on the weekend, uh, Mosa, every person you meet, just take their phone, go to YouTube and press subscribe. And then... Uh, sure. I do that, they understand that you asked me to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you can even show them who that guy is. But uh, guys, it's been a pleasure once again. Enjoy the football this weekend and uh, we'll be back for the for the cool down. Um, so yeah, peace guys. Chat to you later. Top, top. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers.